The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too Everybody and welcome to our um, our Yule Tide sort of now flowed into Boxing Day. Don't miss it, or you'll be sorry. Okay, well, is our Yule Tide uh, observation of candle nights? I am your oldest brother, Justin McElroy. I'm your middlest brother, Travis McElroy, and I'm already embarrassed by that joke I just made. I'm a baby. Ba- I am a baby. I'm a man-sized baby, and my name is Griffin McElroy. Baby G, Big T, Daddy J, here with you again. Ugh. My brother, my brother, me an advice show for the modern era. This is a time for you to gather with your family and say, "Hey, I got this show." It's um, it's for you sometimes. It's for you sometimes. The- Once in a great while, it's for you. There's 51 episodes in a year that you should not listen to because it gets coarse, I would say, the subject matter and language that we use. It gets quite blue. It gets blue and coarse. Mm. But not this time. This time, it, it this week, it, it's... Red and smooth. It's nice and smooth. It's like a rough... Most of the time, it's like a rough blueberry bramble patch. And you don't want to go through that bramble patch because it's sharp. There are sharp edges and it's blue. Or this is like a raspberry pillow. This is a raspberry pillow for you to sleep on. Come with us. No curse words. Here we go. No curse words in this episode. Merry candle nights to all... And to all a good episode. Here we, yeah, well, we'll see if we can do that without cursing. I don't hold that a lot of hope. Uh, hey, guys, my girlfriend and I were debating about giving children gifts early. I believe giving c- kids gifts... <laughs> I believe grifting my kids <laughs> is wrong because uh, the long con rarely works on four-year-olds. Uh, it doesn't do anything detrimental harm to them, and it's perfectly fine as long as it's approximately by the holiday they are going to get the presents for anyway. She thinks it would make the kids impatient and possibly demean the holiday. We would appreciate your help in deciding who is right. Feuding face-off in Florida. How are you supposed to get? How are you supposed to get all excited for Christmas Eve and for Ho Ho to come if Ho Ho already came on like December the twentieth? Well, here's the solution. What if they got to open their presents, but then you're like, okay, that's what you get, and then you rewrap it, and then they open them again on Christmas. Travis, I don't think outside of some like wacky memento or, if you will, clean slate scenario that that goof is going to work. What if you offered them like an envelope full of money, or they can take what's in box number two? Hold on, I need a paper towel. Did you spill coffee, Justin? This was supposed to be an edit-free episode. I it will be. (laughs) Uh, Justin has spilled coffee all over his charger. Um, <laughs> we have moments left before we, the computer shuts down. Before the house burns all the way down to the ground with all of our gifts down inside of it. Hey, did you guys listen to that Candlelight's episode? Yeah, it was real good till they all died in the fire. I think we're not the right people to talk to about this because we decided, we elected to save our Chris, our, our Candlelight's episode 
for the day after Candlelights happened. No, Candlelights is a long celebration. It, it goes like two months. It goes to like mid-February. Oh my god. I know. Um, but when it starts is always a question. That, yeah, that's the question. The question, well, it doesn't start until we do this episode. So. Oh, okay. Right. Um, so I, I, I think it's bad because kids, I in this world, in my life, as a 31-year-old man... I don't have to wait for anything anymore. I don't know? get excited about anything. I don't get I... excited about anything because I can just get it. If I want a new Rachel Ray 12-inch skillet with nonstick coating, I just buy it on Amazon. I get it the next day. Yeah. For two ninety nine. I mean, I, 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 I miss looking forward to something that much. And, like, your kids are going to be older, and then next year, after December 12th, we're all going to be dead. So why not let them look forward to Christmas one more time? Um, I think it's December 20th. So don't rob us of those precious eight days okay. that we're going to. Uh, also, as a parent, I am not a parent yet. <laughs> Big announcement, everybody. But it, <laughs> I, I imagine as a parent, you get drunk on that power. Of Your kids are powerless. They can't buy anything. Oh, yeah. Your kids are poor, and they can't buy anything. But you can buy everything because yeah. you're rich. Um so why not lord that power over them? Like, I know what you got, and you don't, because you're a kid, and you've never bought anything for yourself in your life. <laughs> Unless I give you, like, an allowance, and you go to KB Toys and buy yourself a super soaker or something. I'm saying drink in that power. Just enjoy it. Ride that wave as long as it'll take you. What if you convince your kids that, like, yeah, you can open the present, but then you don't get any other presents? Yeah, you can. And then, and then you kind of, like, laugh when you say, like, you want to open that, but you won't get any other. And they're like, oh, we want to open it. And you're like, okay. And then they open it, and then Christmas morning, nothing. Just everything's gone, and you're like, see what you did? Because you're greed and avarice. You get nothing, and you teach them the hardest lesson. You can have these presents, but let's see you dance first. <laughs> dance first. You know what? Now that now that uh, it, it's the day after Christmas, what you should do is really mess with them, get back that power trip, and just put something else under the tree. Mm-hmm. Say, mm-hmm. oops, just 364 more days, and you'll be turning into this bad boy. <laughs> Leave it there all year. Let them, let them know who's boss. I'm ready for it. Why are you like you're like pushing against me? Because you're pushing me out of the way. Oh, I, my, I own the couch, though. Hey, uh, Griffin. You want a Yahoo? Yeah, yeah, that's what we need. This Yahoo was uh, this Yahoo was sent in by Krista Whalen. Thank you, Krista Whalen. Uh, it is by Yahoo Answers user Angie, who asks, "What is the best Christmas song to strip to?" Can we talk about this? Our family show. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Okay. As long as we keep the answers uh, clean. Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm doing a strip tease as part of my boyfriend's Christmas present. Mm. I have the naughty Santa costume. I just don't know what song to use. Any suggestions? I wonder if I suggest not honest. getting that present. Yeah. What? What's wrong with that? What, what's wrong with the holiday strip tease and a naughty Santa costume? Why did she spend so much on the hottest Santa, naughty Santa costume if she wasn't going to do the strip tease for she, her BF? She really backed into this idea. I think she should have probably picked the song first mm-hmm. and then gone out and spent 70 bucks at Magic Makers right. to pick up the... Well, the it depends song. on the song that you're stripping to. If you're going to strip to, like, Santa Baby, for instance, you want to put on a diaper and a Santa hat. That's mm-hmm. true. and Because that'll really ram home the theme. <laughs> that'll really take it to sexy, too. Yeah. If you're going to do Little Drummer Boy, you need some bongos. Well-placed mm-hmm. bongos. If you're gonna dance, if you're gonna strip to the Christmas classic, someone chopped off my arms. You're gonna need commitment. Uh-huh. <laughs> you're gonna need to really buy into the bit. Um, actually, it's funny that you mentioned Santa Baby. That is, uh, according to the the best answer as chosen by Asker, number one is Santa Baby. Uh, it screams strip tease. She says, "No, it's the skeeviest Christmas song." In that in no, that, no. In that list is also Blue Christmas, which I could see. I mean, it's a slow Christmas song. 
Uh, also on that list is Have a Holly Jolly Christmas. Mm, uh, unless her name is Holly. <laughs> or Jolly. Still, still, I think it would be t- a little too fast-paced. There would be too much... Uh, yeah. She just passes out at the end. Do the Charleston. <laughs> Get those flapper knees going. <laughs> is that what those are called? Flapper knees? Yeah. Wait, flapper Justin, knees. I feel that you contradicted when I said Santa Baby was the skeeviest song. What's the yeah, skeeviest, skeeviest Christmas song? The skeeviest Christmas song is Griffinino. Um, Baby, it's cold outside. That's the skeeviest. Especially uh, when you get like some creeps are like you get like Willie Nelson and Nora Jones singing it together. Mm-hmm. Isn't there a line in there something about my mother will worry mm-hmm. or my family will worry? And yeah. then there's the line where he's like, "No, just drink this. Drink this. You have to drink this. It's so tasty. Yeah, Believe I have me. to get away. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's no a, one knows that you're here. I'll call you a liar. <laughs> oh, no. It never happened." <laughs> Um, don't, the holidays are inherently unsexy, right? I don't think Christmas is sexy. I don't think there's much sexy about Christmas, about a fat dude who comes into your, your exhaust, your house's exhaust pipe and yeah. leaves you gifts, none of which are sexy because your grandpa is there and he's like, what's that? You can't have a sexy thing in that box, can I you? I would like to see the follow-up to this question where it's like, well, the strip tease went well, but I probably should have waited until after the family Christmas to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My boyfriend kept saying, what'd you get me? What'd you get me? What'd you get me? And I was on the spot. Yeah, it is uncomfortable when you have to open your gifts in front of your family. And I'm sorry, a strip tease just isn't a very good present because you can internet that, you know what I'm saying? And then yeah. it's over in how long is Santa Baby? Three minutes? Over in three minutes, and it's like, oh, your present's gone. Vanished into thin air, into the ether. Unless it's like the ability to call for a striptease at any moment. A book of a hundred striptease coupons. <laughs> Good for one uh, wholly inappropriate thing. You use it in July. That's a gift that keeps on giving. Hey, Christmas tradition for us to adjudicate on. My two sisters and I have one incredibly important tradition disaster-themed gingerbread houses. We've done tornadoes, gingerbread house foreclosures, Godzilla rampaging through gingerbread Tokyo, and last year it was a combo, oil spill and WikiLeaks. (laughs) That's from Ellen. I don't know what WikiLeaks looks like in a gingerbread house. I don't know what WikiLeaks is. (laughs) Oh, good. Is that when Wikipedia stopped working for a week? It's when like Wikipedia got a venereal disease. Oh, gross. Yeah. Christmas. Christmas. There's the problem with this year is that there were a lot of truly, really rough disasters. I mean, mm-hmm. you could go tsunami, not funny, not funny at all. Not actually, funny. that's pretty horrible. Not f- you maybe. could make a tsunami uh, gingerbread house, but then you would lose your job at Geico. <laughs> <laughs> could you do an Occupy Wall a- Street gingerbread Aflac, house? Wasn't it when Geico yeah. is Affleck? Here, we'll try again. We'll all you decide. lose your job at Affleck. It was a duck voice. Quack quack. Mm. Can you do? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I do instead of laughing now. Thanks. Can you do Occupy Wall Street gingerbread house? I think house? you have to do Occupy Wall Street. You gotta do Occupy Just Wall Street. Just a bunch of gingerbread tents and hippies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do that and um, Twilight. You spray it with some sort of orange glaze. What if you demi-gloss. What if you combine Twilight and Occupy Wall Street and like everything was going well, the Occupy Wall Street movie, and then the vampire set in. Mm-hmm. What if the vampire... Oh, my God. What if Occupy Wall Street people are vampires? Think about it. <laughs> So wait, wait. Here's what I'm saying. What better, what better place to hide in plain sight? Ninety-nine. We already know that ninety-nine percent of the people you know in your day-to-day life are vampires. The other one percent are robots. The other one percent are robots. Fifty percent of those vampires and robots are wizards. Uh huh. <laughs> and another thirty-three percent are robot wizard vampires. <laughs> okay. Then That's a, a horrifying Venn diagram you've just created. Yeah. Uh, and zero point zero zero one percent 
the uh, mythological Jewish golem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, just to keep it uh, holiday themed, the golem comes at Hanukkah, right? I'm <laughs> <laughs> not for it. I would suggest. I think that this is a good. Uh, Christmas tradition. There's a lot of creativity, which I like. Mm-hmm. There's working together, creating something edible, which is always good. Next year, you're going to be able to turn it out. <laughs> oh my god! Just pictures of Quetzalcoatl and Ragnarok battling for supremacy. <laughs> so it's going to happen. A bunch of a bunch of ancient gods are going to come. Yeah, out they're going to just... walk the earth. Oh, it's no. going to be Quetzalcoatl, Ragnarok, and Kevin Sorbo <laughs> <laughs> battling for supremacy. Both of his fists are chupacabras. <laughs> with John Cusack caught in the middle of it all. Oh, John Cusack, run with your family. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> he, you're not saying John Cusack's a god, right? You're saying... No, I'm saying he is our window into the situation. Mm-hmm. We can see it through John Cusack's eyes, and that's how we know how it affects us. John Cusack is the universal humanities representative. <laughs> he is, but, you, but not a god. But not well. You've I never mean, you've never seen him play putt putt golf. Obviously. I mean, not a traditional god. But right. I mean, he's a god among men. Sure. Do you guys uh, you guys want a Yahoo? Or do you want to keep talking about Cusack? No, no, no. I, I'm going to keep thinking about Cusack. <laughs> when are you not? Yep. Uh, oh, this is fun. Uh, Crystal Whalen sent this one in too. Thank you, Crystal Whalen. It's by a Yahoo Answers user Super Freak who asks, "I think I know who tried to kill me." Okay, sorry for the fake title. Just wanted to make it more interesting and something to get your attention. Don't report it. Anyways, have a Merry Christmas, everybody. And yeah, that's all I wanted to say. Wow. That's... Isn't that sweet? Wow. Um, (laughs) That's not a question, really. It's not. I just wanted to pass along Yahoo's Christmas wishes to everybody. (laughs) That's what passes for holiday greetings over there. Okay, wait. So this is my issue with this. This... This girl... This person wanted to wish everyone happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and she thought the best way to get everyone's attention to do that is to let them know that there had been an attempt on her life and she thinks she know who did it. Do you know how many people have wished me happy holidays this year? How many? I can't even count. A billion, though, if I were to guess roughly one-sixth of the world's population. Would wish uh, me, would, so, like, it, it doesn't matter anymore. But if someone ran up to me and bit me on the face... And said, I'm a dog person. I'm a dog. I'm half dog, half man. I said, what are you talking about? And they said, just kidding. Happy holidays. Also enjoy the rabies. That one's going to mean something to me. You're going to remember that. I'm going to remember that. Well, yes. Um, let's, let's have another Yahoo. What do you one think? Because that, that actually was... makes sense. This one was sent in by Horse Lover Fat. Thanks, Horse Lover Fat. It's by Yahoo Answers user, touch my pigtails and die. Who asks? <laughs> oh, no. If you were a legitimate vampire, as 99% of the world is, who would you surprise with the gift of eternal life this Christmas? For me, it would be Bob from accounting. He has nice hair, and it deserves to look that way forever. Wow. A legitimate vampire. Uh, not one of these fakey... Not one of these fly-by-night, Johnny-come-lately vampires. Not one of these kids that go to the mall on a hot topic, and they buy the fangs, and they put them on their teeth, and they bite each other. Yeah. And then they get sick from the bites. <laughs> from the bites and the, the uh, Chinese-made... Mm-hmm. Uh, Fake fangs. They're made of lead. You get sick from putting them in your mouth and then from putting them in the neck. I, I don't know if I can say this or not, but I think I would give that eternal life to the Pope. Make him forever Pope. Oh, no. You really? You're, you're, you're enjoying uh, John Ratzenberg? That- <laughs> enjoying, enjoying John Ratzenberg that much that you're going you're gonna to keep him as eternal Pope? I just kind of like the idea of forever Pope. Uh-huh. I feel like he could really get a lot done. That's impossible. Think about it. If he... If he None of us are Catholic, by the way. No, none of us are Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> if he, if you're a vampire, you can't. 
how is your day going to be? He wears a cross on his hat. <laughs> it's going to be unpleasant. <laughs> it's going to be unpleasant. It's a labor of love. I'm going to live forever and I'm going to have migraines the whole time because <laughs> there's a cross on my hat. Like, what are you talking about? The Pope is the worst. I don't know anybody. His whole style is going to have to change. I mean, that's obvious. <laughs> his da- I don't know anybody with more day-to-day cross exposure than the Pope. Okay, then I'm going to switch to David Boreanaz. Well, that's a little on the nose. Yeah, he's the Pope of my heart. I know he can do it. I've I've seen him succeed as a vampire previously. You are the only one I know that can handle this power. (laughs) I can't. I can't. Enjoy doing bones forever. I can't trust James Monsters with it. He'll probably just go to a comic book convention and try to make seventy-five dollars. Um, I'm gonna say Ellen. (laughs) Why Ellen? Can you, here's my reasoning. Can you imagine a world after Ellen, post Ellen, PE? Uh, Can you imagine the year one PE? (laughs) I cannot, and I don't think the world could either. I don't want to imagine. I just want to see her dance, and she'll dance the whole show and never get tired because she's a vampire. And then she'll get angry at her guests who get tired. Because, like, when you're a vampire, you can pretty much dance forever. Can I do Robert Pattinson just as, like, payback? Surprise. Surprise. Now you live forever. Oh, what if you gave him eternal life and then immediately staked him through the heart? Mm. Just like right away. One, two punch. Well, that would just be, that would be murder. Or could you get it around the murder charge? You'd because be like, hey, then man, he's undead. He was a vamp. Yeah. You can't, you cannot be tried for killing a vamp. Okay. That's true. Or a tramp. <laughs> you get one from a rail car. <laughs> or a scamp. Or a scamp. Get out of here. Yeah, yeah, kill yeah, you. Oh, now I've got it. I'm going to turn all of the rail riders, all of the lovable hobos into vampires. Oh, my God. Hey, ABC, I will sell you this series that I just created. <laughs> about boxcar vampires. Beautiful boxcar vampires that ride the rails in four Boxcar trampires. Oh, Boxcar trampires. Boxcar trampires. What they'll do is they'll go around and have premarital sex and then they'll um, they'll go. Some of them go to college, <laughs> and some of them learn a little bit about love, but a lot about themselves. Uh. Yeah, and one of them is Nev Campbell. It's <laughs> like love a, it. a, more like matronly. I think I would have gone with Misha Barton because she looks vampiric in the face region. <laughs> she does, right? She looks hollow. Uh, her and um, Tilda Swinton, I think, would be good. <laughs> Tilda Swinton could be her mom. Can we sign Tilda on? I'm not ready for TV. You get to play a boxcar vampire. Where do I sign? Yeah. <laughs> How many times do I have to sign to that, be a boxcar vampire? That is an undeniable role. I, I like want you to know that sounds like Russell Brand doing an impression of Tilda Swinton. <laughs> How about Russell Brand the vampire? What's he doing? I, Russell, I actually, he already looks like he lives in a boxcar. Whatever the opposite of... Eternal life is, I would like to give to Russell Brand, I think. <laughs> I'd like to give him, like, 30-second life left remaining. Have one. Um, Just to see what he does. Only now do I know what it means to truly live. And then he's dead. Um, let's move on. Let's keep the flow going. Uh, yeah, sounds Maintain good. The flow. My mom tells me the story of how once as a child, I noticed that the presents were wrapped in the same wrapping paper as previous year, and shortly thereafter, the whole parents bring the presents deal had to be revealed. At what age and how did you all discover this parental Christmas conspiracy? Brian in Baranquilla. It's Columbia. First of all... Wait, what? Oh, Wait, okay. I'm going to read this again. Okay. My mom sometimes tells me the story of how once as a child, I noticed the presents were wrapped in the same wrapping papers previous year, and shortly thereafter, the whole parents bring the presents deal had to be revealed like 
Wait a minute. The parent... What? The parents bring the presents to Santa Claus, and Santa Claus delivers them? That seems like an awfully circuitous... No, I think Santa Claus brings the presents to the parents, and the parents distribute them appropriately. I don't think Santa... I don't think... Uh, Ho-Ho, Senior Clues, would operate with a middleman like that. I think he would... Why, why are his... His prices are so high. Why doesn't he cut out the middleman? Yeah. There's a lot of overhead in the holiday delivery operation. Uh, to my knowledge, if there is this conspiracy of parents bringing the gifts from Santa Claus to underneath the tree. I have not been made aware of it. You know what else is a conspiracy? That 9-11 was caused by aliens. It was the Illuminati's work. Right. And that's total fakey Hollywood BS. Santa Claus is Illuminati? I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. I jumped in in the end there. No, pa- Santa Claus is Paul Giamatti in the <laughs> film Fred Claus. <laughs> I can understand how you'd be confused. Um, I'm not sure I understand what... Th- I-, I think this is one of those tinfoil hat nut jobs yeah yeah Uh, loose change right loose slay i get it i just want to throw out that going with the concept that parents bring the presents or whatever if your parents if you called them on that the wrapping paper was the same as last year and your parents couldn't talk their way out of that man they're not good at lying or they just gave up or you were like 14 yeah that's (laughs) not a good way to get out of that situation (laughs) oh yeah Yeah, the wrapping paper's the same yeah it was us whatever why would Santa need to buy your? Okay, I, I, I this is what I feel personally in my heart, and and you people at home may have a different opinion on this, but I feel like Santa Claus doesn't wrap anything. Yeah, no, he's all thumbs. Santa Claus brings the. That's, is he just the delivery man? Is that his only duty? All he does is brings them, eats some cookies, and jams out. Santa Claus is like Amazon. The parents put in the call for presents. Uh, he brings them. I'm not comfortable with that either. No, I don't like I that I like either. that there's a man somewhere in the world who I've never met, nor will I ever see, who knows the darkest recesses of my heart, knows what material objects that, I want. That's the scariest thing to me, because he knows that when I watch TV and the Forever Lazy comes on, there's something that clicks in my head and goes, well, it looks like Travis is getting a Forever Lazy this year, and I don't want anyone to know that I yeah. want the Forever Lazy. Right. Here's, here's the other thing, is that Santa Claus was the only person that knew that this year for Christmas, I wanted uh, Drive Angry shot in 3D on Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. And did he get it for you, Griffey? Santa Claus did get that for me. Yeah, but he told... He used Travis as his envoy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's got... I, it came to me in a dream. Santa Claus appeared and said, Lo, Griffin, <laughs> Griffin needs, needs Drive Angry. Travis was, for a moment, made f- Santa flesh on Earth. That's what <laughs> yeah. you're saying. Santa made corporeal. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your best Christmas present ever? We asked you guys to tell us and our friend Cole... Said, I've gotten tons of video games and stuff for Christmas, but nothing beats my blanket. <laughs> I'm a tall, uh, by the way, I'm doing that to people now. I'm, I'm putting in weird inflections. Uh, I'm a tallish dude, and no blankets were long enough, so my mom made me a very long fleece blanket by hand. I'm still using it seven years later. You said that so precociously. That's <laughs> my blanket. Take that world. Yeah. Nothing beats my blanket. Don't touch my blanket. I mean, blankets are great. Yeah. I'm surprised that yours, I, I'm a rough sleeper. I sleep rough on my blankets, so, yeah. like, they don't last longer than two or three years. Yeah. Straight up, I got me a, a Scotty blanket, a Scottish Terrier-themed blanket, yeah. about, like, a decade ago. Went to college with me, moved back to West Virginia, then to Cincinnati. Still have it. Use it every day. It's made out of real Scotty skin. Yeah, and that's how you, that's how you know it's good quality. Mm-hmm. I think every time you get a present... You should look at it and give it a shake and say, I don't know, it's no blanket. Yeah. <laughs> Throw it aside. I'm too tall for this book. 
dollar book for me. <laughs> my mommy made a bigger book. <laughs> I'm still using that book. I still. <laughs> That's my tall book. I've used it for seven years. This is an extra long slanket. Now what's the? Hold on. I need to take a time out. What's a forever lazy? Forever lazy is like the next form of snuggy, but it's like a full, like it wraps around your leg. It's like a onesie with a hood that's a blanket and zips down and it's got compartments. So if you're a dude, you get the zipper to use for the bathroom and it's got back zippers so you can keep it on while you use the restroom. Nope, nope, nope. It's it's more or less like somebody looked at the sweatsuit and said, this could be lazier. And you said that you, in secret, secret heart of yours... That you want one of these? You the, want an article of clothing that, let me get this straight, you can poop through. You want an article of clothing that you can the make The only bathrooms. reason I want it is because in the commercial, uh, it seems to indicate that you could wear this to a tailgate party at a football stadium, and no one would say anything to you about it. That's Everyone would be like, hey, sweet forever, lazy Steve. That's funny, Travis, because it sounds like this article of clothing has a tailgate. It does. It has a little a little portal. For, I, I have to take a, exception with the whole premise of your question. As everyone knows, the next evolution of the Snuggie is a closed garage door three hours and a, a car engine running. <laughs> and the courage to do what's right. And the courage to do what's right, exactly. You know, I wish they made um, a Snuggie that was, like, separate for your legs and your chest. And instead of being made out of, like, a sweatsuit... It was like nice formal wear. <laughs> you mean a like a tuxie, like a tux, yeah, like a or just a nice shirt, like a, tu- a, a tuxie, a, a nice blouse and a casual uh, skirt. So you're saying like clothes, <laughs> like you wish they made clothes, a class, a, I a guess class a, snuggie. I guess that's what I'm saying. Um, I don't know what situation you would be. Is that business casual? Did you say casual, casual, formal, casual? I'm <laughs> not really. A thing. I forgot one thing. The slacks also have a tiny zipper in the back that you can unzip and just go <laughs> wild in the bathroom. Just go crazy in there. Don't even. Somebody walks. That my biggest fear in this life is that I'm going to be at a gas station in Louisiana somewhere using the car, like a gas station bathroom. And someone walks in on me and sees sees my treasure. So now he walks in and just sees you in a tuxedo. Sees me sitting in formal pants. And he's going, oh, don't mind me. I mean, I wouldn't wear a suit jacket to the bathroom, Travis, but I'd be wearing formal slacks. and A cummerbund. They couldn't see anything. That actually, I'm going to get this real for our candle nights. When I was a kid, I was eight years old. (laughs) I know this story. We were traveling. It's not funny. It's horrifying. (laughs) It is not funny, but you can get, come on, get up in here. There was this, I was at Cracker Barrel, we were on a road trip, we were at Cracker Barrel, and I was in the bathroom reading a newspaper, and I was making a toosie, and a guy comes up to the crack in the door, and he's wearing a tank top, and he looks like a some sort of vagrant, but he's look he starts looking in, and then he pulls aside his tank top to show me his nipple is pierced, and goes, mmm, and then runs out, and I said, okay, like out loud, like really loud to try to scare away or something. And that that happened to me, so I guess. Merry Christmas! <laughs> I guess what I'm saying is Merry Christmas. <laughs> we're Cracker Barrel. We're pedophiles. Eat. We're pedophiles. Come, You're down home pedophile kitchen. Come on, eat. Look at some kids on the john and play some checkers. <laughs> Everything's okay. You're right, Justin. Um, yeah, I just went to took me to sort of a weird place. Yeah, maybe a Yahoo. Maybe a Yahoo. Oh God, that'll bring it out. 
Um, it already is out. I need something to stuff it back down. <laughs> this one was sent in by Krista Whalen. Thank you, Krista. It's by Yahoo. God! Answers. I know, she sent in like 30. It's by Yahoo Answers user Mycroft who asks, what are some awkward places to hang mistletoe? Belt buckle. Gallows. Funny, awkward, uncomfortable, or bizarre places to hang mistletoe? Shanks. On <laughs> the top of the coffin. Oh, man. What? It's Christmas. Yeah. Oh, gosh. The top of the speculum? <laughs> I don't know what that means. Okay. Um, what is that like a ton- What's a funny, awkward place to hang? You know what I really like? On your belt buckle. That's good, though. That's hysterical. No, I already said that one. Where no, listen, we know we're commenting on. on the comedy. Belt of it. buckles was good. Yeah. What about <laughs> on the back? What about on the back belt loop of your pants so it looks like you're saying, kiss my fanny? <laughs> That's what we're reduced to for candlelights. No. You have to say fanny? Mm-hmm. Now, just so you know, Griffin, in many countries that aren't America, fanny means something completely different. Mm-hmm. Is that true? Yeah. I didn't know that. What does it mean? That's dirty. I don't want to know about it because it's no, you don't. Right. What about um, anywhere? Anywhere in the world? Anywhere I, that you okay. hang mistletoe is always Seriously, awkward and terrible. Guys, have you ever been... Uh, you've been. We've all been on this planet for between like 28 and 31 years. Or no, like 25 years, right? 20, 24. But four. that's okay. Yeah. It's Christmas. You don't know my age. <laughs> that's all I want. I asked you for Christmas for... A card, that, a birth certificate, birth certificate. <laughs> proof, <laughs> some kind of proof. I wanted you and Obama to give me a birth certificate for Christmas. Um, oh, uh, like, have you guys ever been to a Christmas party or gathering or somebody's house where there was actually mistletoe? Yes, on display. Um, yes, but not until recently. I went into, I went to a party, um, and I walked into the kitchen. Hold on, wait. This story sounds like it's going to be long. Will it also be funny? No. Yes. <laughs> It's very short. <laughs> it's its length to well, human uh, let me let me let me assuage your your fears. It's very short, but not funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, break on through then. <laughs> I, walked, I walked into the kitchen and looked up, and there was a mistletoe in the, hanging in the middle of the room, and around the perimeter of the room were eight guys looking really uncomfortable, waiting for a girl to walk into the room. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, we got her. What are you doing? Look up. You uh, got me. Get some chapstick. Get your birds bees. It's smidgen time. Um, I, I I can't re- I don't. Maybe this was a fever dream, but I feel like I went to a boy girl party in middle school where mistletoe was hung aloft from the rafters, like something that you hang from rafters. I think it's the most awkward thing in the world, and I wish people would stop doing it. I've never been smooched. Aww. Thanks to no, thanks to mistletoe. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I, d- I don't think that that's a, that's a real thing people are doing. Are there any good answers on uh, that one? The Fifth Street Overpass. The end of my dog's tail. And Whoa! That's awful. Uh, and last but certainly not least, on your mom. Ha! Uh, okay, it was funny for a minute. I don't <laughs> What's actually... It? Uh, above the toilet. <laughs> I like that, actually. Kiss the toilet. Kiss that toilet before you use it. Uh, in the oven. Well, <laughs> I guess. Isn't that how Virginia Woolf died? <laughs> what? Looking for mistletoe? In yes, the oven? Virginia Wolf. There is mistletoe in the oven. Just keep Check looking. It out. Keep looking. Keep it. Ah, darn it. <laughs> we uh, lost her. On the cat's litter box. What's up with people wanting to kiss cat butts? And <laughs> hey, hey, everybody in mistletoe. You know that you don't just have to kiss whatever inanimate object. Home. <laughs> it's not like a binding <laughs> contract. That's what people said. On your dad's wardrobe, the letter box, on a table lamp, light switch. <laughs> Come here, light switch. Oh. Sh- well, I guess that there's mistletoe there, so I have no choice, I suppose. These, every time that I've ever been confronted with mistletoe, and someone's like, hey, mistletoe, I always just go, no, and walk away. 
Like, uh, there's no penalty. Uh, Cassandra says, put it in the guy's locker room, smiley face. I don't think that's going to play out how you think it's going to play out. <laughs> no, I... Good game, Brock! Hey, Brick, come here! <laughs> <laughs> Did you just name them Brick and Brock? <laughs> Hello, Brock. Hello, Brick. I guess we should have seen this coming. Christmas law binds us, Brick! I know, Brock! Why are we so adherent to it? Hey, good hockey! Come here! <laughs> Nice hockey sweater. Let me take it off if you want to kiss you under the mistletoe. Hey, what's going on in here? Get out of here, Brack. Get, Get out of here, Brack. Brick and Brock, kiss in. <laughs> Come over here, Brooke. You're cool. <laughs> Brooke. Bruce. Bruce. kiss party. Guys, it's pronounced Bruce. For the last time, it's Bruce. <laughs> it's Bruce. <laughs> uh, I'm a 24-year-old dude, and I really just enjoy giving presents to my friends. I don't give expensive or ostentatious gifts. I generally just enjoy being able to fine and give a thoughtful gift. My problem is, I always wind up feeling slighted or annoyed if my friends can't even bother to return the favor. Um, am I... <laughs> that's how it looks to me when you say, oh, you are. Uh, am I giving gifts for the wrong reason? Or should I expect a bit of courtesy from my close friends? That's from Josh. Hey, Josh, you are taking a turn right in the middle of that question. We're like, I just like giving my friends presents. Turn. I'm mad my friends don't give me presents back. Yeah, I don't know. I just like giving presents. And I guess I also like getting them very much. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that that second part was happening. Um, I mean, it does make it, it, it... It has less to do with the fact that you're not getting back possessions that you can then have and add to your, your vault. But that it makes it awkward when you get someone a present. They don't get you a present back. It makes it awkward for both parties. I think that you have to... I think we might have talked about this before, but I think... The best thing to do is keep in your car non-perishable, like, 10 to $20 presents. But don't, if, you know, you can look around at the people in your life and know, like, they're not going to get me a present. Yeah. If you see something for them that you're just, like, so moved, like, oh, man, he loves, you know, these tiny figurines, and you see those tiny figurines, and it's like a buck, <sighs> grab it for him. But it's not a contract. You're not making an unspoken deal with him, like, hey, I got you this, so uh, where's my thing? I have a dumpster's worth of Ferrero Rocher cartons in the trunk of my Toyota Matrix that I just keep like, oh, thanks, one sec. I, I left yours in the car. I forgot yours in the car. It's it, not wrapped. It's Ferrero Rocher's. It's half eaten. <laughs> I hope you like hazelnut. <laughs> um, it smelled just like it sounds. I thought your gift to me was that you're going to stop mispronouncing hazelnut. It's hazelnut. Uh, actually, you're the one mispronouncing it if you read the original German translation of the word hot sale night. I actually genuinely like getting people gifts. If you have a friendship with somebody, then you have to ask yourself, look back at the past year. Didn't they do something? I know that every friend that I have has done something for me or been considerate in some way for me over the past year that makes that is worth more to me than whatever gift they would otherwise get you know whether it's a yeah, that's a good way of looking at it phone call you know when i'm feeling sick or you know hel helping me out with a project or whatever it is they picked up a movie tab or like yeah, dinner or whatever something. Yeah, that, that's if you think back at. over the past year i'm sure that person has done something if they haven't done something that merits a ten dollar present then then you know, maybe you need to reevaluate your friendship. But I bet if you think about it, there's probably something that's happened that just makes you want to get them a present because you care about them. Now, does that mean that they that you should be hurt if they 
um, you know, don't get you something? No. Absolutely. Absolutely it should. No. 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 No, it shouldn't. For all you young guys out there, I'm going to clue you into something that I think is is the best thing for the holiday season for this very reason. And it's Christmas cards. It's something that says, hey, you're my friend, and I was thinking about you on Christmas, and Merry Christmas. Sorry there's no toys in this. (laughs) I I forgot to put the check in. I forgot any toys. Uh, Yeah, I, I mean, you... You are giving gifts for the wrong reason. If you really like giving people gifts, do it for yourself because it makes you feel good. But I mean, honestly, at this point in my life, the best gift somebody could give me is to tell me that they don't, that I don't have to find a place to put a thing. <laughs> like you don't have to spit, you find a place to put this. So Merry Christmas, I guess. I evaluate my whole year by the number of boxes under my candle nights, uh, candle holder. Right. Have you been a very good boy? There's only one way of finding out. There's only one way of finding out my year's successes and failures. Yeah. Today, I, this this year, I ended up with 22. 22 boxes or 22 successes 22 and failures? 22 boxes, which I guess translates over to 22 successes. Mm-hmm. I was shooting for 30, though. So I guess I wasn't as good a boy as I thought I was. Ow, <laughs> CJ. <laughs> my cat's trying to interrupt the show by attacking Griffin. Hey, here's a Christmas tradition. Minnie Wombat and I have decided... All our Christmases will be spent watching Nicolas Cage movies and ignoring family phone calls. Okay, that last one is just mine. That's from Julie, a.k.a. Wee's Girl. Um, I I think that that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I think it becomes unsustainable unless you're going to watch the same ones every year. I think you could get a day's worth of solid Nicolas Cage entertainment. And I'm going to take it one step further. Instead of just no, uh, uh, ignoring the phone calls, board up the windows... Hunker down and pretend like you are the last people on Earth, oh. and you're watching Nicolas Cage. Post-apocalyptic Cage. Yeah, marathon. turn it around like this. Post-apocalyptic Christmas. Now, Travis, when you bought me, when you sent through via Santa Claus's Magic Network, uh-huh. uh, Drive Angry Shot in 3D uh-huh. on, on Blu-ray, was it because you had read this question and thought maybe this is a tradition I could get into? That you could hunker down and ignore your family for the rest of our lives? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Okay. I'm ju- I'm just looking for some logic in the in the, dar- the darkness. <laughs> well, this is this is a place a uh, good point in the show to discuss the um a, a little bit of Christmas uh, knowledge that I've picked up, a little bit of candle nights knowledge. And that is when it comes to the idea of buying someone a quote unquote funny gift, it's important to remember that it's real funny for like 3 minutes. Yeah. And then they have it for the rest of their lives. <laughs> yeah. Drive Angry in 3D is an awesome movie. It's Not a- it is a it's a it's a real good film. <laughs> I I thought about it long and hard of if it was a funny present or something. Griffin, now Griffin, I want you to look me square in the eye and tell me you won't am watch I gonna that get, movie. Am I going to get drunk in like two weeks and just pound through it? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to tear that movie apart. Exactly. Now, have you seen it once already? I have. Yeah, I saw it in 3D as God intended. <laughs> what worries me is that the box doesn't have the full title. It just says Drive Angry, not Drive Angry. Shot in 3D. So I'm wondering like if like it's store brand removed from its 3D environment from its natural natural habitat if the the film has changed in some way. It actually becomes a a, a slow respectful meditation on the briefness of human existence. Mm-hmm. Or brevity or briefness. Both <laughs> work. Briefness was my favorite 1980s rapper. I like <laughs> Cool Mo D, I like the briefness, and I like Slick Mouth. Um, <laughs> thank you for the gift, Travis. It's very nice. You're welcome, Griffin. Justin, I'm sorry I didn't get you anything. <laughs> yeah, maybe next year. Uh, Griffin, you got any more Yahoos? Are we done yet? Holiday. I feel like we've only been going like 20 minutes. Holiday comedy. 40 minutes. 
40 minutes. How do you... Here, this is good. Uh, Yahoo Answers... Uh, or, I'm sorry, Krista Whalen sent this one in, too. Thanks. Jesus Christ! It's by Yahoo Answers user... Happy birthday! <laughs> Yahoo Answers user Monty, who asks, How to react to a bad Christmas present? My mom asked me if I was going to see Twilight, and I told her, No way! I hate Twilight. So the other day, I ran out of socks, and my... And, and I opened my mom and dad's closet to borrow some of my dad's socks. <laughs> Welcome back to that. <laughs> and I found the Twilight book. The other day, I look at the tree, and there's a present for me shaped exactly like the book. How should I react to the present? Okay, there's a lot of uh, twists and turns in this question. <laughs> First, uh, I want to say kudos to your mom. That when you're like, hey, do you like Twilight? And you're like, no. Nope. Absolutely not. <laughs> and she's like, oh. Got it. Light bulb. <laughs> There's no way your mom your mom might buy that book for you before that you have that conversation. There's no way your mom's like, well, <laughs> now I'm pot committed. So yeah. I guess. The twelve ninety nine damage is done. I've got to get this gift for him. <laughs> Crabby book it is. Yeah, so close. Um, oh, man. Why are you in your daddy's closet looking for socks? <laughs> Were you in his sock closet? <laughs> Why does Why your dad have so two, many closets? Two questions. Why does your daddy have a sock closet? And B, why are you hunting for dad socks? They're going to be way too big for your kid feet. <laughs> They're going to fall down around your ankles. You're going to look ridiculous. Like some sort of stupid elf. Hey, here's the the correct answer to this question. Is This is how you act. Hey, mom and dad, thank you for, you know, giving me life and paying for everything. And also this book. I really appreciate everything you do for me. And I'll totally read it. Uh, the end. Yahoo Answers user random number responded, yell, what the beep, and go shoot up an airport. Source, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. <laughs> I'm not sure I understand. That's how the Call of Duty game starts. He gets a Twilight book, and then he just loses it. Yeah, that's post. That's the plot of Postal 4. Dude, just be thankful for whatever you got, whether you like it or not. It's not Christmas due. It's <laughs> <laughs> not Christmas due. You really want your mumsy to be like, why you spoiled Ungrateful Brat? You might have more presents than that. Okay, Christmas is not about presents, even though that's pretty cool to include that in the tradition. <laughs> I, Dude. Love, I love that Justin didn't preface that by saying it was another Yahoo Answers user, so it just sounded like Justin just flowed straight off the dome. I, I want to I wanna jump back to the middle of that answer, though, where the dude says, maybe you have more presents than that. I, God, I hope so. I'm getting you one thing. It's, I'm getting you one thing. It's the thing you say you don't like. <laughs> hey, Jimmy, how was, uh, how was your Christmas? It was pretty cool, I guess. I got a book. Oh, yeah. Was it like an complete encyclopedia? No, it was, it was Twilight. I just got a Twilight. I definitely, definitely do not like it. <laughs> I was real sad. Told my moms beforehand. I didn't like it. I would have rather just had the $13, but it's cool. Fonzie 112 said, she's your mom, and you have to act like you like it, but don't overact. Once, uh, Every once in a while, look at it like you're reading it. I don't I like Twilight as well, <laughs> like, but give it a chance. For the rest of his life, or like that day? I mean, how... Your mom asked you if you want Twilight, and you said, nope. And when you open Twilight, you can't be like, yeah, I got it. Thank God, because I totally flipped my position on this in the past couple days. <laughs> I think you open, you look at it and go, ah, uh, okay. Yeah, you launch it right at your mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool, cool. Thug. Uh, Just thug your mom right over the head with it. She's asking for it. You can say, this is that Kindle that I asked for, and then you throw it in the fire. <laughs> <laughs> look, now it's in the cloud.
Let's see here. Let's see what else I got here in my in my candle in my candlelight uh, sack. In your candle sack. In my candle sack. Uh, my boyfriend and I will not be around family this year for Christmas. What's a good way to make a memorable Xmas for two? Stumped Santa in San Diego. Uh, laser tag battle. Laser tag. It's not open. Buy your own laser tag. That's what I'm saying. You set up your own laser tag. You flip over the couches. You barricade. Romantic holiday laser tag. Strip laser tag. Strip holiday. Everybody starts with Santa suits. Everybody ends with birthday suits. (laughs) Jesus birthday suits. And also the laser tag best so that you can track your score. (laughs) I don't need to track it to remember this score. Mm. This is the sweetest Christmas score. I mean the doing it. Right. What if you just roam through the streets of your neighborhood <laughs> looking for people that have gone uh, to visit family and you just do some Christmas cat burgling? Wait a minute. Wait a second, Wait Travis. A second. Are you saying you go to the houses of people you know are out of town and you rob them? Yeah. And they say, hey, look what I just got you for Christmas. I got this you. This DVD player. I got you a secret we can never share. <laughs> now we're bound together forever because if you ever leave me, I'll tell everyone you're a cat burglar. <laughs> How good at burgling do you have to be to be Before declared a cat burglar? I don't think you can just declare yourself that right away. I'm going to go rob that house because I'm a cat burglar. I think you have to start off as like a rooster burglar because they're real loud and annoying. If you wear cat ears while you rob a house and then prowl around it on all fours. And, <laughs> and you paint little whiskers on your meow. face. Meow. And then if you get caught by the cops, you can just say I'm a crazy person. <laughs> I'm gonna use insanity defense. If you get that's that's the important thing. Dress like a cat because if you a get, lot of first timers make the mistake of not dressing like a cat. Yeah, if you dress like a cat and you get caught the first time, you can you can use the insanity. You can defense. purr and rub up against the police officer's leg and say, "You can't arrest me. I'm a poor little calico." <laughs> <laughs> meow. I'm just a big kitty cat. Meow, you got any? You got any nip? Meow. Think of what they'll do to me in prison. <laughs> go there. I'm a big kitty cat. <laughs> Meow. Where's your Christmas spirit? <laughs> and then he'll let you go. And then it's back to stealing. <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> Walk back into the house. You just got let out of. <laughs> it's really going to drive home the insanity defense. <laughs> what was the cat going? Uh, <laughs> How did you catch him? Well, sir, it seems the cat came back the very next day. Uh, that's how Catwoman started. This is a very CSI Miami candle. Um, what do you guys do for New Year's Eve? My friends and I agreed that it might actually be the worst holiday. It's even worse if you're single because when the countdown does happen, all the couples kiss. And then you have to stand there, alone, a lonely doofus. How do you do New Year's Eve and insights for the singles? That's from Ed in San Francisco. If you can't get a smooch at midnight on New Year's Eve, you are unsmoochable. That's an excuse when that clock turns over and the promise of a new year fills us with a sort of drunken hope. And you get to necking. Neck with literally anybody you see and they'll be like, yup. 2012! Yeah, you gotta get your sexy right. And go to a party where there's a lot of people. And then just pair off. Get there and be like, ladies! You don't even have to pair off. Just make sure you're standing near a group of other single people because you're not thinking about it. Coupled people. 
only be able to kiss one person. Yeah, yeah. You can you can bounce between people like pinball pinball. Yeah. As soon as the the balls drop, you just the ball drops. You just look at the person next to you who's also saying them and give them that nod like. Yeah. Is it us? What do you think? Mm-hmm. What's going down? And I think that, man, if you, if you think New Year's is a boring holiday, I'm sorry, but you're doing it wrong. Yeah, like, it's the best holiday. It is the time to be like, hey, remember all that stuff that we've had to deal with all year? That's dead now. This yeah. year is dead. The next year is a bright, shining, clean slate. Until December 20th. Until December 20th when we all die. Then the whole universe is a clean slate. Then everything is a clean slate, and God shakes the after sketch, and we start over. Right. The, the, and Dana Carvey forgets what happened the day before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm not crazy about uh, New Year's. Really? Yeah, I'm not, I've never enjoyed it. I don't know why that is. I think it's because um, it's so far from Christmas. Yeah, I guess. I, I like Christmas a lot because of all the gifts and stuff. Mm-hmm. New Year's Eve gifts. Mm. Well, I think when it comes to New Year's, I think you have two options as far as the parties go. And you have the quiet reflection with a small group of friends where you all sit around like drinking wine and beer and champagne and talking about what's happened over the last year and things you look forward to in the next year. Which which can be nice. Yeah. And then you just have the wild, crazy party yeah. till two. Like I think the problem comes from when you kind of end up at a party that's in the middle of those. Where it's like a bunch of people sitting around talking about how crappy the year was before. You really gotta make sure that you go to like a Skrillex concert and yeah. like at midnight, pop some X, listen to him chop and screw all Lang Syne and like just go for it. Yeah. I've never lived in like a, a bigger city like Cincinnati is the biggest city I've ever lived in. But mm-hmm. like the idea of going to a bar or club as like my final destination New Year's party i don't know that seems like you're setting yourself up to pay a bunch of money for drinks you're never going to really get you know just pleasantly drunk and also you're just surrounded by people you don't know who are going to be you know that's the biggest problem is the worry of lonely hearts that are going to be bumming you out at a bar there's going to be people who are just desperate for human connection Mm -hmm. you know one time I was working, I had a new work New Year's Eve, the Blockbuster was open inexplicably until midnight, as it, as it always was <laughs> on the weekends. So I sat and watched the ball drop on a crummy little black and white TV, and there were, I kid you not, two people in there picking out videos. At midnight, New Year's Eve. Well, maybe they wanted to start out their year with a... With a six days and seven nights, you know. Well, that, here's the twist. What they end up getting? Did you guess Hush and Nutty Professor Two, The Clumps? Oh, because that is what they. That, that's how they're kicking off. The, that's the first movie they want to watch that year. That but was, don't don't paint this into a bad picture because as soon as that ball dropped midnight, they were magnetically drawn together and just started smooching. You also like The Clumps? <laughs> I love The Clumps. They're married now. Yeah, they're married now, and their last name is The Clumps. <laughs> How did they do it? I don't know. <laughs> I think it's pretty pretty fantastic, though. Do you guys have New Year's plans this year? Uh, I think we'll probably have uh, sort of a dinner party type thing with friends. Mm-hmm. Griffin, what are you doing? Skrillex, Skrillex concert. I'm going to do it in the mail and be really bored. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to do a Skrillex dinner with friends. <laughs> New Year. Can we all agree that 2011 was the year of the Skrillex? Mm-hmm. My That's ast- what it says on the Chinese calendar. Skrillex is my astrological sign. Yeah, I was born under the Skrillex. Um, my outlook for next year is... <laughs> That's all it said. Sorry again? 
onomatopoetically written out. <laughs> Why don't people do more onomatopoetic dubstep? I don't know. Like written word dubstep? <laughs> hey, did you, did you read that new dubstep book? What are you talking about? <laughs> it said wub, 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 drug, drug, drug. Slap on the bass now. <laughs> what? As, Get on the bass. As written by Will I Am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it was really, it, it starts really slow, but once you reach about page 120 and you hit the drop, <laughs> oh, oh man. Yeah. It's so heavy. When it says call 911 now, uh-huh. and then it really kicks into high gear. Yeah. I like the part in the third chapter, it really got to me when it said doodly 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 Mm-hmm. I like that because like it's it kind too. of a high counterpoint to the rub 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 that's also printed on the page over top of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know why if the layering is working. I out really well liked in the about the author section when it was like. Bow, 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 bow. I found the flashback chapter really confusing. Yeah, because <laughs> it's reggae. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Paul Skrillex lives in New England with his cat <laughs> and his wife Dorothy. There's two kids, rah, 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 and who go to school in Connecticut. <laughs> oh, Skrillex, he wrote the book on dubstep. <laughs> the most important things to him is his family and his walk with Christ. <laughs> this is, uh, I want to hear Griffin's last question, uh, but first... Uh, thank you guys, as always, for hanging out this year with us and, and spending so much of your time in our in our presence. Um, and, and thanks to MaximumFun.org. This is basically completing like our first year with them. And yeah. It's yeah. been awesome. Thank you, guys. If you uh, have not listened to uh, any other Maximum Fun shows, get out there. MaximumFun.org, you can find Stop Podcasting Yourself, Judge John Hodgman, um, the, the uh, Jordan Jesse Go. We got... Uh, a segment coming up on uh, Jesse Thorne's uh, relaunch of his song, of his show, Sound of Young America. He's relaunching it. It's called Bullseye now, and it's going to be on uh, NPR. And we are going to do at least one segment. So, uh, and it'll be also be on the web. There'll be uh, segments that from there you can listen to, and we'll be sure to tell you how to get those, and make sure you tell him how much you like us on it. So. He'll continue to, to want to have us. And just tell everyone you see how much you like us. Yeah, all tell, the time. tell. And also, Maximum Fun is looking for an intern. Um, so if you're interested, I mean, it's a pretty sweet deal. Go check it out. I think it's MaximumFun.org slash intern. Is that, is that where it is? Yes, is that, I believe is that, so. the, is that the actual web address? I'm, I'm almost certain. Uh, or just yell at your computer, no, intern. MaximumFun.org forward slash internships. Um, they need a good, a good intern, and uh, you'll probably end up meeting some really interesting people. And Maybe uh, us. Maybe us. Who knows? Probably not us. Though. Probably not us. Maybe us. You'll We're see. creations of the internet. Uh, I want to thank John Roderick and the Long Winners for letting us use the song It's a Departure as our theme song. It's on the album Putting the Days to Bed, which hopefully everybody got for Christmas. Yeah. Hey, John. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas John, John Roderick and the Long Winters. Um, anything else? To, oh, thank you to everybody who bought... Uh, t-shirts for your friends and family for the uh, for the Yuletide. We saw a lot of great pictures. I know Golly Ali got a shirt. Um, and, and anybody else. You can always get more stuff like that at maxfunstore.com or .org. Try them both. Try them both. One of them will work. And uh, thanks to everybody who came out to the live shows. We posted them for our last two episodes and uh, uh, we hope everybody had a good time there. We certainly did. And uh, we, we're going to do more soon. So stay tuned. Yep. So we'll see you in the new year. See you in 2012. Yeah, one last year, guys. Let's do it. Let's close out human existence with a bang.
Uh, J.C. Fletcher sent in this final Yahoo question. Thank you, J.C. Fletcher. It's by Yahoo Answers user Ryan who asks, what is the exact angle for getting gold properly with a sluice box? (laughs) (laughs) I'm Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. This has been my brother, my brother, and me. Kiss your dad. Wear on the lips. Team. Keep your heart three stacks. Keep your heart. Hey, keep your heart three stacks. Keep your heart. Man, these girls are smart. Three stacks, these girls are smart. Play your part.